0: Remember two weeks ago when I said I wouldn't miss another week, and here we are two weeks later when I missed a whole week? <laughs> That's so funny. Um, anyways, welcome to episode fucking 30 of Mooder Vibe. Ah, ah. Isn't that so crazy? Episode 30. I should have been here a lot sooner, but I missed a lot of weeks. I'm sorry, besties. I I mean, you guys know I've been, there's been life changes but also the reason there wasn't an episode last week, we can all blame my mother. Um, Mama, I know you're listening to this. Um, no, she was visiting. And so it just like didn't feel right to be like, by the way, can you like leave for the next 45 minutes? I need to record a podcast episode. Sorry. I was basking in being with my family. Okay. Sorry, guys. It just happened. Um. Anyways, this week we're going to be definitely doing a little... um. Dear Soldier. This is gonna be a Dear Soldier episode. They're my favorites ever. Um, but uh otherwise, I thought we would start by just like catching up a little bit because again, it's been a while. Um, I'm trying to think of what's happened in my life. Um, I'm getting a mattress delivered today, so I will finally have a bed to sleep on, which is big news for me. Today I also made coffee using it's not called a French it's called is it called a mocha master it's not a french press because i have a french press as well and i don't know how to use that but i think it's called a mocha master and honestly i kind of slayed i kind of slayed it um i'm kind of iconic for being able to do that um you guys do know that i am i'm a trained barista i know how to make a heart and a tulip in latte art um but this was my first time like not using an espresso machine so that was like a big move for me um i felt very i made a tiktok about it and i was like guys this feels very medieval cuz i was like i have a gas stove so i was like using a gas stove to make coffee and then i also heated up my milk on the stove and it was it was very i felt like a witch <laughs> which I don't think is like the right comparison to make here but I was very I was feeling medieval. I was like, wow, this is what they did. And then it doesn't help that like in my apartment I have like raw wooden ceilings and it's like very old Italian vibes. I felt like a witch, very big witch vibes. Um what else has happened this week? I don't know. I don't talk about school much, but I'm kind of I'm kind of a superstar. Um I feel really happy with all my classes and I've been getting good feedback on my projects that I've been doing. So just so you guys know, Solja can be smart sometimes. <laughs> She's not just an idiot on the internet. Oh my God. Also, well I can I kind of am still an idiot on the internet. I made a TikTok. So last week, yeah, last week I went on a date with a boy. Um <laughs> wow, what a surprise. But I went on a date with a boy and I made a TikTok because he he's like a finance bro. And I made a TikTok being like, oh my God, guys, this whole time I thought like my type on paper is kind of like dirty, artsy boys. And I made a TikTok being like, oh my God, maybe my type on paper is actually like a finance bro. And the amount of fucking hate I got on that video um, was everyone was like, <laughs> everyone was either calling me a gold digger or... Um, we're telling me that that's like the most toxic thing I've ever said. And that like, I should not want to date a finance bro. But I had a very good date. I'm going to see him again. Sorry, besties. So hate to break it to you, but like, we got along very well. And then when you put it into perspective, podcaster GF, finance BF makes sense. It just does. Like I, you guys want to hate on it, but it makes so much sense. So anyways, I'll keep you updated on that whole situation. I don't really know what's going on with it yet, but feeling positive. I think I'm also going on a date with a different boy tomorrow. I might cancel on it though. I don't know. Anyways, I'm sitting here waiting for my Ikea delivery. So if this ends abruptly, it's because Mr. Ikea is at my door and is going to deliver me a mattress. Um, Hopefully. I hope if it doesn't come today, I'm throwing hands. I paid 49 euros for delivery. Um, but it said it might come latest at 5 p.m. today. So that's a little annoying, annoying I've been putting Iana at the end of everything, like Blueface baby. And it kind of has made my life better. Um, okay, anyways. <laughs> uh, ciao. Anyways, so... Let me open up my email and, uh, let's start discussing, um, some of you guys' dilemmas. Um, so the first one... The first one's kind of funny. Just cause the way you guys write your emails really makes me happy. I feel like we're very much on the same wavelength. So this one goes, dear soldier, I'm in love with a man, which in itself is a problem. Who is probably the biggest red flag ever. First of all, he's a Virgo, and that's the biggest reason why people around me are not happy with this age, but not happy with the situation. But as a Virgo woman, I feel like I could handle him, even though he is pretty much an emotionless robot who does nothing but work. He is really busy during certain times of the month. Uh, that he won't even acknowledge me for like four days. Second of all, he's a short king. And I mean, under 170 centimeters. But the thing is, I really like, I really think he is the one for me. Um, my mentally ill brain is convinced. We've met a couple of times and I just haven't been able to get him off my mind for the past five months. As a raging girl boss, I know my worth. Should I settle for more or listen to my heart? There's a lot to unpack here. I don't, okay, don't hate me besties but i don't know what being a virgo means but i'm assuming that if you're a virgo you understand other virgos but i also think you know what i kind of love it this is like the same thing where like people are hating on me for liking a finance bro um he's motionless robot who does nothing but work honestly he seems to have a really good work ethic <laughs> and he's busy at certain times and when he won't even acknowledge me for like 4 days. That's a little bit annoying. I'm like, look, you can send a little text, Diana, once a day and it's like not going to ruin you. But at the same time, you need to how old are these people? I need to know first of all. I'm guessing he's a little bit older if he's an emotionless robot who does nothing but work. But to me, that's kind of sexy. Sorry, I had to say it. I like I don't want to be like enabling you but this guy sounds pretty good um and you're saying you're a raging girl boss but you know what being a raging girl boss means understanding he needs to be a raging boy boss sometimes you know what I mean I think if like if you can get it to a place where you have balance in your life where it's like he can still kind of be his little like be in his own world a little bit but like maybe integrate you into it it, integrate you into it a little bit better then I see this working out great. Also, second point, that he is a short king. <laughs> you go, second of all, he's a short king, and I mean under 170 centimeters, which, to, to be fair, is quite short. Um, I am 172, but I'm also a tall queen. So <laughs> 170 is okay, and I'm guessing you're shorter than that, right? Um, to me, I mean, I have dated guys the same height as me. I don't think height is that big of a deal. If he's hot and has a little bit of personality to give, then I really don't care about height. Um, as long as you feel comfortable with it, I don't know. I also prefer, like, I'm not saying I have dated guys that are like quite literally the same height as me, but I do usually seek out men that are larger than me because it's like a whole issue of me wanting to feel like protected i like someone that's bigger than me um but that's a whole that's a whole other thing um but honestly if if you're into it sometimes you just have these like feelings where you're like "I i need to bust down fatiana guys okay i need to let's preface this episode where i'm gonna be talking so much shit about blueface Anyways, I, th- I think that if you're, like, feeling like it, feel like it. But if you realize that, like, he's not giving you what you need in this relationship. So, like, how you're saying that he's, like, doesn't respond for four days. If you realize that that's an issue, then start pulling out of this and really rethink the situation. But it's, like, if you're getting what you want out of it and um, you're enjoying yourself, then the fact that he's an emotionless Virgo I don't think it's that bad, you know what I mean? I also don't think this is settling. I think it's about like f- dating people that are different and figuring out if they can fit into your life. You know what I mean? Um, if it does feel like settling, then maybe we should skip on to the next man. But I think it's worth a little a little push. Try and push yourself into it. if it doesn't if like but I uh, maybe like set some kind of like goals for like, what would you want to see from this man? Um, or what, what maybe set some expectations, obviously not crazy high ones, but like, and then push yourself into it. And if those kind of goals that you're setting for the two of you are being met, then continue on. But if it's not, and you're feeling like you're settling, then let's retract the previous statements and run. You know what I mean? There is a lot of fucking fish in the sea. So we don't need to be settling here. But I think, honestly, go for it. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to tell you, let's let's do it. Me and you, let's do this, baby. <laughs> um, oh my god, the next one. The next one is just going to get an honorary mention because Queen has been through it. I've already contacted her privately um, because y'all... The shit these men have done to some of you women, respectfully. This sweet girl who, like, we're mutuals on Instagram and everything. I love her. Hi, bestie. You know I'm talking about you. Um, She sent this whole email about how she's in a relationship and how she was going through heavy shit. And it was just, like, wasn't really working out and overthinking and anxious and whatever. Um, It was just this whole messy, complicated email about like her and this relationship right now um and how he's just been like walls up and everything um and then so that was sent on the 10th of october and then by the 12th of october she followed up that email with haha psych we broke he broke up with me today so i guess that's settled then first of all queen i want to say thank you for keeping me posted but the second I saw that, I was like, I DM'd her instantly. I was like, Queen, this is not okay. Um, but I think it's more about like when you are going through things, then trying to kind of like force yourself to fit into a relationship with another person is just not, not the best thing to do. And that can really hurt. It's really going to like, you kind of have to hit rock bottom before you start going up again. And I think that's what this situation is a perfect perfect example of of being in this extremely complicated relationship trying to make it work i think it's kind of a blessing that he broke up with you which like sounds terrible to say out loud but i think it is because um i don't see you doing anything but just like going up from here and really um feeling like centered around yourself and really just growing from it I think that, yeah, literally there's only, only life can get better from here. I think he did you a favor of kind of letting go of this relationship that was so complicated and it's allowing you to spread your own wings on your own and not feel like kind of, you're like forcing a relationship. You know what you should do now? Force a relationship with yourself. Really dig deep into what you want in your life, what your goals are, what you're trying to achieve, um, and focus on your happiness. And then, you know what? Then you can find a cute boy to settle down with. Um, I think, like, this is really just a learning curve. And I'm very, very proud of you. And I think, um, yeah, bestie, you're going to do great. I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than, like, I can really only see it going up. Um, wait, I had one more here. Okay, sorry, little moment of silence here. This one was first of all from Spice Girls, which I love. Um so they said... I've never been in a committed relationship. I'm still young, wild, and free. But the thing is that it's hard for me to stay young, wild, and free. When I finally find someone I like that occurs like once every 100 years, I get to attach. And even though there's no actual relationship between us, I actually get stuck like on that boy. I, uh, on that boy I like a lot. And I know that they like me too. And we have good chemistry um, for a while, but then it dips. But I'm still attached to this person for several months knowing damn well that I should move on. Um, And then they said just, they gave me um, the green light to psychoanalyze, Um, say, I think we have very similar backgrounds, divorced parents, felt like you didn't really grow up with a positive idea of what like a relationship should be. Um, and then ended it with saying, I know I'm a bad bitch and I don't need no man, but I'm trying to work on the carefree, detached mindset in conclusion. I would love some tips and tricks from the wise one, you. Best regards your soldier girl. Oh. I first of all, I love that you guys feel really comfortable opening up to me like this. But I see a lot of myself in this. Um, I also have divorced parents and maybe have kind of uh in a way, found coping mechanisms when it comes to my um, romantic relationships due to that. Um, I'm also very the type, like, I don't find guys that I like very easily. Um, I know I talk about a lot of dates and shit that I've been on the, on this podcast, but, like, very rarely has there been a boy that I, like, really get stuck on. Um, and that happens here and there. Um, But I think the feeling with getting too attached is more about getting to attached to the idea that you have in your mind. I have ADHD, so I have like the craziest daydreams of my life. But like I create the situations in my brain of like, oh my God, this is a date we're going to go on and this and that. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When I've literally like texted them once, like I really make things up bigger to be in my mind than what it actually is in person. Um, and then once that person then gives me that extreme attention and everything that I want, I instantly get icked out and I'm like, never fucking talk to me again. That's my toxic trait. Sorry, boys. Sorry, boys in advance. Um, But I think what I could like, hmm, I think there's like nothing necessarily wrong with being like stuck up on a person like for several months afterwards, but I think that maybe a healthy way to start going around this is really trying to detach from what you're Expectations are for a relationship, and go in with a fresh mindset, and I and just have it almost as like just getting to know a person, and I think that that can make it a lot. It can first of all take away that like that like cover of love that I think a lot of people have, like kind of covering their eyes. Especially if you've like witnessed divorce and a lot of like love being lost, then once you see a person that you really Like, then you can you almost like instantly put up this shield of like, oh my god, this is love, 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 and then you forget that you don't know this person. You actually are just kind of maybe in love with the idea of them, if that makes sense. And I think that um, you know that's something us girly earlies or (laughs) us girlyanas go through. But yeah, I'd say try and break it down to just be, just try and get to know people without this romantic intent with it. Like every guy you meet, you can be like, mm, he's hot and sexy, but let me talk to him just as a friend. And I think that helps with if you can create more of a friendship bond with someone first Then that can maybe help with having this, like, issue with still being attached to them months later, even if it's not going to be anything. Because you're like, "Mm, it's just a friend of mine. Lol. I have a lot of guys that I have (laughs) been romantically involved with, but I only refer to them as friends because a kiss here and there doesn't mean that I was ever romantically involved with you. In my mind, (laughs) you are just a friend. Yes, maybe we matched on Tinder and went on three dates and whatever happened after that. But in my mind, you are just my friend because I went into it being that this is a friendship thing. And now when I see them, it doesn't hurt me in like a, oh, like a love lost kind of way. It's like a, oh, they're my friend. Maybe that's just a, maybe that's a bad coping mechanism. Maybe don't take my advice. (laughs) Sometimes I say things out loud and I'm like, is this my way of coping with things that isn't healthy? But I don't think so because I think if you can see more people as friends in your life instead of lost love connections, then it really is a way of learning. And also through all these guys that I've kind of made my friends instead of lost love connections, I've learned a lot from them. And also when you see them move on with other people, it doesn't hurt as bad. You're like, look, I didn't like him that much in the first place. (laughs) It's kind of, I feel happy to see them happy in a further relationship and whatnot. So in that sense, I think that that can be um, a uh, important step to take, or an important step in the right direction, at least, to kind of be like, we're friends before we are lovers. And then you cannot be as stuck up on them for the next couple months. I Uh I'm still sorry. Huh? I don't know how to use the email app on my phone. I'm reading these off my phone. Oh, this one's a great one. Let's not talk about love and relationships for a second. This one says, "Hey soldier, I just moved to a new country for uni and I thought I'd move and become a new person, but now I feel more anxious than ever." um than I ever was at home I feel so pressured to go out and meet new people because everyone says in your first year you have to go to every event and meet as many people as you can normally at home I'd love to do this but here I'm struggling too because how anxious I am I wish I could just let go and be myself again but I can't seem to I don't have a blast oh I don't have a Guys, I think I'm dyslexic. I don't have a best friend yet, which adds to the anxiety because it seems like everyone else already does. And because I don't have any close friends here to use as my safety blanket for my anxiety. Um, but so I, this is my second time moving abroad for uni. So I think this is like the perfect question for me. When I first moved abroad for uni when I was 18, I was very lucky that I a lot of people that I knew were also moving to the same city or the same country. Cause I did move out of the country. But, um, so that kind of, I did have that little bit of safety, but I had no one that I knew in my classes. So I really, I also suffer with a lot of anxiety, something I haven't really talked about on the podcast, but I quite literally did not speak to people in public until I was about like 12 years old. So I had extreme social anxiety. Um, I My teachers in school, every single year on my report card, it would be like, Maya's doing great in school, but she literally will not be active in class, will not speak, nothing like that. Um, you know, there were people that, like, our family friends that knew me in my childhood and were like, yeah, we never heard Maya talk. All she would say is, like, please and thank you. Um So I had this extreme like battle with I didn't know what it was at the time. Now, when you look back at it, you're like, oh, she was extremely (laughs) anxious in social situations because I was always afraid of saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing. And I think that that can also really be elevated when you are, you know, young. So you're like, I'm guessing you're 18 or 19 if you just moved for uni. Um, and then you add alcohol into that situation. And I really understand how that can make you anxious and, and really make it a difficult situation to try and open up to people. But you know what? I think the best thing that you can do is try and get close to people that are in your classes, the friends of people in your classes, these probably are not going to be your BFS forever. Um, but befriend some people in your classes. And you know what? Try and do little, little group get-togethers if you maybe cook dinner at one of your places or go and get lunch together. And through that, you're building up your repertoire of people that you know. Um, and then when you go out, you know people there. And I know that it's so difficult to try and show up to a party by yourself or, like, really push yourself out there. And it's so hard fucking difficult. But you know what? You're going to have to just like bite your tongue a little bit. It's going to be rough. I have definitely like waited outside of a party for like 15 minutes before and had to like get my breathing normal because I've been so nervous about walking in when I don't know anyone. Um but it's it's something that you really need to push yourself through and I still have that. I mean, I also now just moved to a new country and, um, met no, I knew no one in this city, not a single fucking person. And now I have been very happy that people that I've met in my classes have been so amazing and that I have friends, but I'm still working on it. Like I've only been here for three weeks. I don't have a BFF yet. I don't have that, but you know what? I do have people that I feel comfortable around And if I can do that, then I can go to bigger events and see those familiar faces and not feel as anxious. So I think that's the best thing is to not force yourself to go to these parties and everything. Also, whoever said that you need to go to every fucking party is a fucking loser. Some of those parties are shit. Pick out the ones you want to go to, okay? Um, But really, I think try and you don't need, again, like you don't need to be BFFs with people, but find people that you feel comfortable around. And try and go to the same events as them because that is going to be so – it's going to take such a, like, weight off of your chest um, when you go places and you have, you know, it could be one or two people. Um, And then also don't also feel pressured to drink. I know some people feel less anxiety if they've had a couple drinks, but some people can feel way more and then in the, the morning after have the major, like, Anxiety. Um, so really figure that out about yourself too, is like, oh, does having two drinks kind of loosen me up a little bit and make me feel less anxious, or does it literally make me feel like I am uh that everyone hates me, <laughs> basically? So find that balance too, I think. But yeah, I don't know. I wish I could give you better advice that other than just like try and push yourself a little bit. Um, Cause that's really difficult. But I also, I also think that it's like, you'll fit into your little puzzle. Like it's a puzzle and you're a piece you're going to fit into a spot eventually, but it takes time. Like I said, like the first people you meet at uni are probably not going to be your BFFs. It's going to take a little bit of work to maneuver around people and really find people that you mesh well with. Um, so also don't feel like bad about not kind of having a place yet. You know what I mean? It's gonna take some trial and error. And um yeah, you'll you'll find your bestie, you'll figure it out and you are going to have the best time ever at uni and I'm so excited for you. But also pay attention in your classes. Don't let your grades slip because of all these fucking parties, okay? Anyways, um, I think that's it for this week's episode. There's a lot of, a lot, a lot of, um, oh, we can do one more. This one's a, this one's a short one. And this says, dear soldier, any tips for a person who's suffering from depression and anxiety? Let's preface this with I am not a professional at all, but I am a person that does suffer from depression and anxiety. And the number one thing that I want to tell you on this podcast is if you feel any of those feelings, you need to tell someone. Because the absolute worst thing that you can do in a situation like this is be alone with your thoughts. Um, I've been there... <laughs> been there, done that, never going to do that again. Um, You need to tell someone, whether it's a friend, whether it's a parent, you need to tell someone. And that's what I did. I was, well, it took a long time um, and then was basically pushed into therapy by the people around me because I would never have done it by myself. It's a very scary thing. Um, But yeah, you need to tell someone. If you don't feel comfortable telling the people around you, I'm guessing you're from Finland. Yes, you are from Finland. I can tell by a certain thing on the email. Um, You can seek out um, a doctor's help without having to tell your parents or whatever. Whether it's you go to your school's nurse and tell them that you're feeling this way or you go through just the public health care system, you can get help for this. Um maybe not in the easiest way. I have a little bit of beef with the Finnish healthcare system, um, especially when it comes to the mental health side of the health. Okay, sorry, my microphone cuts off after 30 minutes, so I was cut off when I was beefing with mental health care systems. Anyways, all I'm saying is my only advice is seek help um which i know is scary, not very fun to do, but in the long run it is the only thing that i think can really help. I can sit here and be like try mindfulness, whatever, but no. Um i think when you're genuinely suffering, the only thing that's really going to help is um speaking about it to a professional. So that is my advice. Please, please, please please seek help. Um, I think I am a great example of a person that has been helped by seeking help. Um, And yeah, this is the last topic of today. Um, Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it can help in any way. And I really love doing these episodes, honestly. I know I say this every time, but it makes me feel so much more connected and... Inspired by the people that listen to the to the podcast, I also want to say thank you so much to everyone who um, listened to and shared and sent me amazing, amazingly nice episodes about the first episode of Mood or Vibe Radio. Um, it's been a dream of mine for a very long time to kind of force myself into kind of a little side of music, um, and so. Doing that has really it's it's so I'm so happy about it. Um a new episode of that should be coming out very soon. Um I also would love to do like a listener-curated mood or vibe radio. So look out for that. Otherwise, I just yeah, I just want to say if you like this episode, please um share it. Tag me if you share it anywhere. Um rate it on iTunes uh what else can i say yeah tell your mom to listen to it tell your friends to listen to it um and also a huge huge thank you to everyone who submitted um emails for this episode uh you're the reason i do them and it makes me so happy also sorry i can't read everyone's i get so many all the time and i just kind of have to, kind of have to pick and choose Um, but you also know that if you really do need to ask me anything, then I always respond to my Instagram DMs, either on the podcast page or on my personal last shout out here is follow me on Instagram at soldier Maya or follow the podcast on Instagram at mood or vibe pod. Okay. Thank you so much. Feeling very loved and everything after this i've also missed talking to you guys so thank you for keeping up with my shit schedule for posting uh we're gonna get back on track eventually and i love you so much um have a great weekend i love you bye planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen